0: Welcome to the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Mac, hanging with my man, Rev, and uh, this is a now production. Hey, Rev, man. uh, Dude, what's been going on with you? It's been a while since we was on the pod. Hey, people, I apologize. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope pod step two. Shout out to Jalen Jacoby for that one. But, dude, it's been a minute. Tell me, you know what I'm saying? We're doing this whole thing like a book. We're doing this like a class. So get in front of the class. Teachers ask you, what did you do last summer? So go ahead, give us the rundown.
1: Man, we've been off since March. I'm happy to be back with the people. This is one of my favorite things to do. And a lot has changed. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Uh, What did I do last summer? So we're recording this in July of 2021. But we stopped recording in March. So We had an early break to the year. Like, you know, our kids be like, "I oh, we get out of school early. Yeah, we were out of school in March. We were gone. So since then, man, I've had a lot going on, man. I've had some some good things and some bad. We had touched that bad in a minute. But today, we're just gonna wrap a little bit, man. So the first thing is, as soon as I, as soon as we stopped recording, man, I was blessed I got a new job, man. I was working at one school as like a teacher and athletic director. Then I, you know, since I'm in getting my doctorate or whatever, I got a new job. Working as a director of uh, retention and recruiting and operations. And like, it's a real long title, but you don't need to really need to get in all of that. So that was good. Hey, man, you know what else I did? I got that vaccine, dog. I got oh, I got yeah. that Roma shot, dog. They double tapped me in my left arm, man. Oh, I got, yeah. I got, I got okay. that. And so, but you know, I, I didn't die, I didn't get sick. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, man. This is what I did. So I, the first shot was on March 29th. I tell you that. All man. right. Man, I went to the store. Now, remember, you can't tell nobody. It's between me and you. Mm-hmm. I got so many Tylenol, extra strengths, and all this other drug, and doped up for a week. Cause yeah, I had to pop like six or seven of them things. Took some, took some Dayquil straight to the head. I was like, hey, I'm not getting these flu-like symptoms. Man, went on ahead, let them tap me in the arm, and uh, a couple of weeks later, I went back and got the second one. And I tell you, man, I got the Moderna, and I didn't get sick at all. Um, okay. And, and people are like, oh, don't get the vaccine or whatever. You know, it'll make you stare or whatever. And I'm like, for real? Sign me up for a double dose.
0: Wow, man. Come on. <laughs> That's crazy. Man,
1: me, what you think about the vaccine, man? You get that shot or what, man?
0: Uh, you know what, man? Um, no, I'm going to just put that out there first. No, I have not gotten it. But I will tell you that I almost broke down about two weeks ago. Because, you know what I'm saying, we're getting prepared for another trip. So we'll get into what I did over the summer later, but we were getting prepared for another trip coming up here and going out the country. I didn't want to have no problems. You know, I didn't want to get sick. I didn't want to have no problems coming back in the country. So I was really thinking about getting a shot, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. My supportive wife who's already gotten a shot cause she actually got sick with COVID. You know what I'm saying? She was like, Hey, you do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Awesome. Great job. sweetie. So I was thinking about it. And then, just recently, my apprentice messed around and got hurt at work, man. So he uh just putting on, you know I'm saying, I'm an electrician, if y'all forgot. So he's putting on these receptacle covers and these switch covers. He messed around and sliced his hand open with this metal uh, switch cover. Um, had to go to the doctor. They took him to the ER and everything. And so my man got a couple stitches, got wrapped up in a huge bandage on his finger. It looked like he about severed it, but it wasn't that deep. He only had two stitches. Anyway... While he's in there, the nurse—I'm sorry, not the nurse—the doctor comes in. Was like, "All right, she's checking him out. It seems like it's been a while since you've been to the doctor. Do you want to get the COVID shot?" His reaction was, like, "No, nah, I'm—I'm here for my finger. I just—I just, I just want to get my finger stitched up so I can go back to work. You know, I ain't asking for no COVID. Shot. I ain't asking for no health screening. I ain't asking you to <laughs> give me no <laughs> test or you know put no fingers up nowhere. I just want you to fix my finger so I can go back to work." Hey, what well, my so, hair got to do with that Rona? Exactly. So that's where he was confused. But as the doctor left, the nurse was like, I'm so glad you said that. It seems like this doctor's been pushing this shot on everybody who comes in here, no matter what they come in here for. And she's like, I, 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 uh, I'm trying to remember the stories he told. Him. So she said one story to her daughter, I believe, uh, got the shot. And now they're tr- her daughter and her uh, son-in-law trying to have a baby or whatever. And they're saying that there's going to be complications because she got that shot. And she had already had some issues before, but that, that Rona shot just made it worse. It was like, dang, that's messed up. So it basically sterilized them. I don't know. I'm assuming just, just me inferring.
1: And
0: <laughs> <then laughs> The nurse said, um, also that her, uh, I can't remember if it was her father or her father-in-law. You got to remember this is coming secondhand from somebody else. So, I believe it was her father, was healthy and everything, but he's in that demographic. So when it was time for him to take the shot, he went ahead and got it. And then within, uh, what should she say, within a month, or maybe it was two months or something like that, either way, it was quick. He somehow got COVID, or uh, I'm sorry, the coronavirus, and then died within a month. So she was like, man, he spent his last month of his life in a hospital away from everybody, and he was fine beforehand. So she was like – and I think she had more – I can't remember what all he was saying. I mean, we were really joking on him getting his finger cut. Of course, the finger he cut was his middle finger. And You know, we had jokes for that. But we kind of got off topic, and, you know, she had more stories about people coming in there, getting shot, and just things going wrong. Yeah. And then she and another doctor was also together because I think another doctor came in later, and they were talking about they're not pushing that on anybody. We don't want anybody to take it. Just this one doctor, she was pushing everybody to get the, uh, the COVID shot. So, man, I, I'm still debating, but my initial thought was this happened so quickly. Yes, I hear doctors talking about, you know, there's nothing to worry about, but I don't really trust y'all. It ain't got nothing to do with, you know saying, Tuskegee. Because if y'all pay attention to your history, there's a lot more going on with that experiment. It ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm just going off of my dealings with them, okay? You know, how they misdiagnosed my daughter when she was premature and they tried to pump her full of medicines she didn't need. I'm just going off of how I've seen them take care of my grandmother when they misdiagnosed her and then they finally figured out it was wrong, go in there to help her and her her intestines fall apart in their hands because they didn't follow through on what they were supposed to do. I'm just going off the things that I've dealt with. I'm not going off of those studies. I don't really trust them, man. I don't know what they putting into the shot because at one point, My son, who's allergic to eggs, got a shot that had eggs in it. If you know this, why would you try to kill my child? So that's where I'm having issues. Ain't got nothing to do with these studies. I mean, yes, I don't like the fact that they rushed it. I mean, how you going to give me something that's going to save my life within six months and call it warp speed? I'm good on the Star Wars stuff. I've watched all them episodes. I'm a dude that likes to wear red. I'll be one of the first ones dead. So we ain't going there. Let's put a, you know what I'm saying, put a hold on this. I want to see more results, more studies, see how long-term things are going to happen to me and my family.
1: So I, I feel you, man. And, and in the beginning, I didn't want to get the shot either, man. And you, you said, you said a lot there that I wanted to address, especially that overseas thing. We're going to get to that in a minute, man. But I want to share some with the people here a little bit uh, of why I got the shot, man. I, I got the shot in part. And, and, you know, we, we do, we talk about the therapy thing Well, you know, I'm an advocate and, a part of the reason is because I was trying to go see my mom, man. And um, over, this, over this break, man, we, we, lost, we lost, the, the, lost the queen mother bird, man. She, she passed um, on April 9th, 2021. So, yeah, I know y'all going to get an episode about her coming, you know, in, in, this, in this season, in this book. Um, but right now, we ain't going to get into all that because I, I definitely don't want to be teary-eyed. But I wanted to see my mother. And my mother was definitely at that higher end, you know. Uh she had a lung condition that didn't allow her to breathe correctly. She did not die from the coronavirus, but um uh, she had she had lung failure essentially. And I needed to go see my mom. Like I haven't seen my mom. The last time I saw my mother alive was January fourth, two thousand twenty. Um, unfortunately, that was at a funeral for my twelve year old niece. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. And Rona hits in March. They shut everything down. I can't go see my mother. And then they come out with the shot. I hesitate and I get it on the 29th and then she passes on the ninth. So that was the last time I got to see my mother alive, man. But, uh, you know, so so that's another thing I did over the summer. Um, and then, you know, when I got back from the from the funeral service, I got the other shot. Uh, I did get the when I said I didn't get sick at all. I guess that wasn't 100 percent true. I got I got the chills for 30 minutes. Um, but again, I hopped up on that, oh. and I got <laughs> got fixed real quick, bro.
0: Got on them narcotics. Uh,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, them narcotics. <clears throat> Something else that happened over over the summer, man, um, is I got. Like, you know, I was just talking about kids and how you know I was like, give me a double dose of the rona. I take the rona in the left and the right, because you know, Rev ain't about these kids, man. So but yep, my man. now I'm trying to think, do my sister love me or hate me? Shout out to shout out to Tlaib. I don't know, man. I you know, people say she loves me, but she's dirty. And what I mean by she dirty is my nephew, man. I love I love Braxton, man. I love Braxton. Come
0: on, man. No,
1: hold, on, hold on a <laughs> second, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So look, look, my sister, she, she a setup artist. Right. So she fly from Jacksonville, Florida, over to Austin, Texas to bring my nephew. Now, we've been doing this for a couple of years. I get him. And, you know, normally there's a return date. Well, this time she flew out, dropped him off <laughs> with no return date.
0: Not, right? return date.
1: No return date. No return date. So it's me and a seven year old for two weeks straight. No, for 18 days straight. Now, right. 18 days in a row. Right. This little dude running me ragged, running me up and down I'm like, oh my goodness, so I again I don't know why y'all got kids kids uh, look I work with kids, but the best thing about kids I get to send them home go home to your mama and your daddy but right now wow I, yeah man so it was so it was tough so I got I got a I got a baptism of fatherhood, but see, I was like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. It's the reverse greatest form of birth control. Cause right there I got these kids. So it was good, but you know, I love my nephew, man. And I was able to teach him. And and one of the things that I noticed in schools, man, and and we're not going to jump on schools, but I want to get your experience with this, you know, especially with your son. And um, we, hey y'all, we're gonna actually try to get the two young men on the podcast one day, get them to talk, and you know, just just see what it's about. You know, they're they're little kids, but they they have so much knowledge. You will be amazed. I learned when I had him and I was taking them to different camps and things that people try to stamp out the energy and the and the 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 I don't know what to call it, but the aura of manhood and little boys. We're teaching our little boys to sit still and be quiet and to use their words, things that are not natural. Like these boys are wild. And I teach my nephew all the time, man, it's okay to be wild, but responsible. Like I'm not trying to stamp out his energy. So I'm not one of them sit down and shut up type of uncles. You know, I'm, I'm one of them don't break stuff in my house. Like we can, we can so I want, I want to kick it to you, like, what did you do with your kids over the summer? And how do you allow your sons, because you got two of them, to be their full selves and not try to stamp out that masculinity and that natural urge to, I mean, all men want to be wild a little bit. It's who we are. We're like Tarzan. So how do we, how do you balance like what you did over the summer and allow them to be Tarzan, but also allow them not to tear up your house and tear up things as going wild, but responsible.
0: Well, with that, man, I, I don't know if that's stamping out their masculinity because, you know, it just depends on the child or the person. So for me, my sons, I mean, they're wild, but not like run through tearing up my house. Now, there are times, you know, and for the most part, dad eggs it on. It's usually dad's fault getting them going and running through the house and stuff. But that's not the point of this conversation. Um, So, yes, there are times where they're, you know, fighting all the time, which is hilarious that. There's such a big age gap between these two, but they fight like they're a year or two apart. And I don't understand how the old one just don't just wail off on the little one. The little one lumps up the big one. Like, all right, you are a good big brother, but ask my sisters. That didn't roll with me, okay? Um, What's the age gap between the two? The Between the two of them is eight years, just like me and my youngest sister is eight years. Okay. Although we ain't got the same relationship. We never had to, you know what I'm saying, throw hands, squab up, anything like that. But these two... Go at it. I mean, he'll haul off and hit him in his gut because, you know, that's right at eye level. (laughs) He'll haul off and hit him in the gut in a moment. Like, dude, what are you doing? And the big one, don't pop him back. But at the same time, he does have that fear of dad, so he ain't going to really hit him back. But there are times, like, "Mm, you better let him know. He
1: going to get out there in the world and somebody going to hit it or he going to hit somebody like that and not expect somebody to hit him back. Hey, the older so, might need to take that whooping from you to whoop the little one to let them know, hey, bro, this yeah, ain't, this ain't yeah. that. You ain't gonna keep hitting me, cause yeah, it comes differently from dad. There's a different
0: lesson that you learn from your older sibling. So, I need him to step up on that. But at the same time, they're 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 great kids. They're great boys. Where'd you, where'd you take them over the summer? What'd y'all do? Um, let me see here. Well, you know, with COVID, it was kind of hard for us to do too many trips. We did a bunch of staycations. We did a, uh, um. Man, I am drawing a blank right now. What I, I do remember.
1: Crowd, because he forgot he turned 40 years old over the summer. Uh, oh, yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. yeah. That happened, too.
0: That, that did 40. happen. You know what? Let's go ahead and get to my list since you're bringing stuff up. All right, so. I'm to write a list because he's so hit. Yeah. You know. I got to. I got to put things down on paper. You know, um, so let's see here. So, uh, how do you do it when you get in front? What I did this summer is – uh. So, yeah, all right, we had a, a move. So we moved from one house to another. We just kind of outgrew it. The kids are getting bigger, you know what I'm saying? They need their space. We needed a bigger yard. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was a good move. I mean, I'm not super excited about the crib, but I do. it's growing on me, put it like that, because I think I had my feet or my, re- my roots, as the Southerners would say, the roots of my life was getting into that yard, and I was loving what I was getting going with that. Now I got to start all over with this yard. It's unmanicured, unkempt. But anyway, I'm gonna get it together. Um, let me see. What else did I have? I uh, oh yeah, I turned 40, which was awesome. Hey, April 5th is a holiday. Y'all need to celebrate that. And I ain't talking about 420. I'm talking about 45, 4-5. 4581. Check it out. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, you know, have a cigar like I did. Get you some brown looking like I did. Enjoy time with friends and family like I did. I might even get on the dance floor a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got the moves like I used to have, but I, I move. put it that way. Um, then me and the bride took a trip to Vegas. That was awesome, man. Um, even though it wasn't the real Vegas, like it wasn't as many people, there wasn't no shows going on, because that's what I really wanted to catch. I want to catch, like, you know what I'm saying, Blue Man Group. I want to see who's, you know, Usher's got his own little show out there now. He's a staple. Uh, There's a couple other acts where I was like, I'm surprised at y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, some of the old guys that we thought of when we were young that just stay in Vegas. Now, some of the guys that we grew up on are those old guys. Oh, wow. Even though I don't feel like Usher's old, but hey, you know, it's a steady gig. Get your bread, man. Right. Um, let's see. And then, you know, of course we both dealt with mom passing. That was, uh. yeah, Yeah, that was rough. Boy. And then right after that, my cousin Alex passed and that one's tough too. Cause he was a young man. It wasn't like he really lived his life just really cracking his 30s and uh what what i will say out of that funeral i, I didn't get to fully see it but my family told me before i got there because you know what I'm saying? i got a little bit fashionably really late you know whatever so when i walked in they was like oh you know what i'm saying you should have seen when alice's friends came in so one of his friends came up to the casket and you know see i started getting emotional he knelt down so the whole corner of the room that was all his friends, all stood up together, came and came around this dude and put their hands on him and lifted him up together. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. That's a real crew. Yeah, that's a what That's what's up. So, all right, what else? Then we had Mom's Day, Father's Day. You know, those come every, come and go every year. I got some nice stuff. I, I don't even remember what it was, but thank Old you, days, kids. Thank you, Old wife. Days. Anyway, we ain't talk about that. And then, um. Yeah, man, and now I'm preparing for, oh, yeah, I started mentoring these young men. We'll get into that a little later. That has been a great experience. And then, you know what I'm saying, get prepared for another trip.
1: Well, I think that's most of the things I did over the summer. Yeah, Red, what you got on there? So the last thing I got, man, after my nephew came, my pops was here, you know, visiting after mom's had passed as well. Man, that was really good, good for my soul, good for his soul, good for men bonding. So he was actually here for a couple of days while my nephew was here. So we had three generations, and we went out fishing. It was grandfather, son, and then grandson. Even though he's not my kid, you know, it's my nephew. It was it was great, and it was good to see their interaction. You got a seventy year old man with a seven year old kid. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, that's what I once was and this is what I would once become, right? And just that, that dichotomy kind of in my brain, man, was crazy. But then the best thing happened to me over the summer, man. I went to Medellin, Colombia, home of Pablo Escobar. It was great, oh, man. Yeah. I saw my boy, um, <laughs> saw, my, saw my cousin, AJ, man, uh, it, was, it was great. It was a life-changing experience just because like our minds are so Americanized that we like our, our laws and rules and things are just so Americanized to where I even caught myself judging other people for what they did. So for example, I'll just give you one small example. Like when you go to, when you go out of the country, like people have different types of jobs. So one of the jobs they have is maybe like a street salesman and no, I don't mean a drug dealer. I mean, somebody that might be selling watches or they might be selling roses or whatever. Well, in our country, we right, might, right. you could do better, you would be happier doing this or that. Man, these were some of the happiest people in the world. Can you could, and they would just sit and have conversations with you best they could. I don't really speak Spanish like that. I actually just started taking Spanish classes today till I can learn so when I go back, I will be, I'll be functional in, in speaking. But you know, we try to get through that language barrier and talk. And these people out here selling watches or flowers, are way more happier than we are going and sitting in cubicles from nine to five. These people are happy and they're respected in their community because they have a job. They just out here trying to make it. So I had to shed myself of all my American, we're better than y'all, my American, you know, assimilation type things were, oh, there's a better way, man don't be happier than happy. The people are happy. They out here enjoying themselves. They having a good time. They laughing, and dancing, hanging out with their families, doing what they have to do, man. So it was a really, really good experience over the summer, man, going out to Columbia. That was great. I'm going back in September, a month before my birthday to celebrate my 40th because I'll be 40 in October. Yeah, I'm younger than Mac and I look way younger than Mac, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so it was good. Don't look
0: as good though.
1: Yeah, I remember how old he is. But anyway, folks, man, that's going to be it for this little prequel chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Rev, hanging out with my man, Mac, and we'll holler at y'all next time. Peace.
0: We out. What's up, everybody? This is Mac. You just listened to another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. If you like what we're doing here, Please subscribe, rate, and review. Any comments or questions, we want you to send it to our email, denial.est1981 at gmail.com. Check us out on IG, also at denial.est1981. Peace, love. We out.